Greetings to you all in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. <clears throat> I'm so glad to be here uh, this evening with uh, <clears throat> all of you. So uh, I would say uh, Cornerstone Fellowship is uh, my home ground. <clears throat> so um, it's a wonderful privilege to be here uh, this evening. And I would like to thank uh, Pastor Rizwasam and uh, uh, Sister Val and Pastor Sanjay and Jayanti and Jason for organizing uh, uh, this uh, time for us and also for inviting me <coughs> to be part of you this evening. And I would like to bring uh, greetings uh, from the House of Intercessory Prayer Ministries. Uh, uh, and also I'd like to bring uh, personal greetings from my wife, Joy Marilyn, and my son, Dan. Um, we uh, moved to Canada in the year 2009 uh, when this uh, fellowship uh, was, a, uh, it was in a smaller space, relatively. And then uh, I moved over there and then God uh, called me into the full-time ministry. So uh, Cornerstone, uh, in fact, uh, put the ground, uh, did the groundwork uh, for me to go ahead and uh, start the full-time ministry as a church. And this evening, it's a great privilege uh, to bring the word of God uh, to all of you. And I'm sure God is here in the midst of us more than anyone else. Amen? Amen. Let me hear an hallelujah. Hallelujah. And this evening, I believe that God is about to do great things in the midst of us. And I would, I'm so happy to see some of uh, the faces. Uh, so familiar and so friendly. And I would like to spend time with you at the end of the service. And Vinita is right here, right there. <clears throat> so I'm sure uh, we are going to have a good time in the presence of God this evening. Um, before we do anything, let's close our eyes. Lord God, not a word of a man, but I would like to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. Shall we just invite the presence of the Holy Spirit once again? As the word comes to us, I ask Lord God, you would prepare our hearts. You would speak to each and every one of us, O oh God. Lord, there are encouragements needed here. Through our lives. Lord, there, are, there is healing needed in this place tonight, Lord God. This evening, Father, we ask you that you would seal. We ask you that, O oh God, you would speak to us and you would revive us. Only your word can revive us, Lord, from the deadness of our our lives the hands in Jesus mighty name amen amen this evening before really I get into the word of God I would like to you know share with you a couple of things that God had done in my life <clears throat> in the year 2012 during the three days of fasting and prayer at the end of the year God was dealing with me in a special way you know, some of you know that uh, God had called us into the full-time ministry, but then you may have a question, how all of this happened? Because I was working for an IT industry. I was working for Siemens, in fact, when I was in Pennsylvania. And then I, I, all, I moved to Canada working for another company, IT company. And, you know, we all wonder how, you know, at times even I of it happened. Uh, the year, in the year 2012, during the three days of fasting and prayer, God spoke to me in three different ways. I would like to share that with you. I shared that in, uh, in my church. 
I, I, I don't think I have shared that anywhere else. But this evening, I thought it's appropriate for me to share that. In the first time when God spoke to me, it was in a dream. While I was sleeping, I felt someone putting his hands and touching my right shoulder. And I could feel the press of the four fingers on my shoulder. It was so gentle that I never felt such a gentle touch in my lifetime. I just woke up. I just turned around to see if there is someone there. And I couldn't find anyone there. I just looked at the time. It was exactly 3.25 a.m. I just got back into the comfort of my sleep. Soon later, I heard a voice in my dream saying, you can continue to do what you have been doing. You can move forward in your career the way you want. But remember, you are running out of time. These words were echoing in my heart, even in the dream. You can continue to do what you have been doing. You can move forward in your career the way you want. But remember, you are running out of time. I understood that God is planning to do something in my life. But I did not have any clue of what God is exactly going to do for me. On the third day of my fasting, I was praying in my closet as I was getting ready for the New Year's Eve service. As I was sensing the presence of God so deep in my heart, the Spirit of God strongly reminded me the scriptures from Hebrews chapter 4, sorry, chapter 5, verses 4 and 5. Hebrews chapter 5, verses, and no man takes this honor to himself, but he who is called by God, just as Aaron was, a priest forever. So also Christ did not glorify himself to become high priest, but it was he who said to him, you are my son, today I have begotten you. When God revealed that scripture in my life, I really felt that the revelation was such a way that it was a rebuke from the Lord towards me. I felt the Spirit of God is rebuking me, not accepting the honor that God had given to me. You know, I never realized and I never acknowledged that it is an honor neither earned by me nor given by others but by God. But, you know, at times I used to doubt my calling. Am I really called to pastor a church? But the moment I understood that the honor was given by God, I realized that I'm being rebuked by God for not acknowledging the honor. And the moment I realized, I broke. And I started crying. And I couldn't stop it. And then immediately I called my wife. And we both held hands together. And then we cried together in the presence of God. Without knowing, Lord, what do you want me to do? What do you want us to do? Even now, when I think about the way the Spirit of God dealt with me, I fear him. I fear him. But even after that, I was not sure that God is calling me into the full-time ministry. I know that God wants, to, wants me to do uh, his work. But I felt that I have still responsibility of taking myself, taking care of myself and my family. And eventually, we decided to go for another year and review the situation probably at the end of 2013. God did not leave me there. He understood that I am kind of slipping away. 
telling excuses. Sometimes we do that. But God understood that very clearly. After the fasting, on January 1st, 2013, I saw another dream, the third dream, the second dream, in fact. You know, dreams were not new to me. God had spoken to me in the past through dreams many times. But in that particular dream, I was sitting in the hospital waiting for my turn to be called by the doctor. As I was sitting there, I suddenly heard a voice from my right side, Pastor Ballon, someone calling me. And I was wondering who, is in, who in this hospital ever knew that I'm a pastor. So with little hesitation, I turned to that side where the voice came from. And I just slowly moved to the counter and I saw a woman sitting there. And the moment I reached her, she asked me to look at the floor. I looked at the floor and I found there are dozens of babies sitting there at the floor. And that woman told me, Pastor Balan, all these babies are for you. And, you know, it was a shock to me because I was not at all prepared to take these babies and care for them. I was not even willing to do that at that moment in my dream. And I just slowly slipped away from that place. And as I was slowly slipping away, I saw a hospital worker coming with a cart and he took one of the babies and put, that in the, in, put the baby in the cart and took that baby away. And I just woke up. And I realized that God is about to do something in me. God, in fact, wanted me to do something right there. And I realized if I continue to hesitate to take those babies away, probably I'm going to lose all the babies. And I realized... God is about to do something in my life. No more I could resist God. I shared that with my wife. And three of us joined hands together. And we came to a decision on the second morning of 2013. I gave my resignation to my employer. And asked him to relieve me at the end of, uh, on, on 18th of January 2013. But they asked me to work partially in that same project until end of March 2013. From then until now, by the grace of God, I'm able to serve God. Amen. I would like to share my testimony here. Now, I don't want to share that everywhere, but then I thought I will, I will do that right here. This evening, let's turn our Bibles to 1 Corinthians chapter 1. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 18 through 31. 1 Corinthians chapter 1. Let's read from verse 18. For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and bring to nothing the message preached to save those who believe. For Jews... Request a sign. And Greeks seek after wisdom. But we preach Christ crucified to the Jews a stumbling block and to the Greeks foolishness. But to those who are called both Jews and Greeks, Christ the power of God and the wisdom of God. Because the foolishness of God is wiser than men 
and the weakness of God is stronger than men. Verse 26, for you see you are calling brethren that not many wise according to the flesh, not many mighty, not, not many noble are called. But God has chosen the foolish things of the world to put to shame the wise. And God has chosen the weak things of the world, which are despised, God has chosen. And the things which are not to bring to nothing the things that are, that no flesh should glory in his presence. But of him you are in Christ Jesus, who became for us wisdom from God and righteousness and sanctification and redemption, that as it is written, he who glories, let him glory in the Lord. Here Paul writes saying that Christ is the power and wisdom of God. Christ is the power of God. You know, today I believe that God know God. Here, as Paul writes in verse 18, he says, the message of the cross is foolishness to the world. You know, that's the reason we have trouble today to share the gospel. When you go out and share the gospel, people are not willing to accept because for them, it is foolishness. The world, through its wisdom, does not know God. He says in verse 21, you know, all the scholars, you know, all the you know, you know well-educated people, they come together and sit together and try to understand God. With all their wisdom, they are not able to understand. They are not going to understand God because God cannot be understood by human wisdom, by the wisdom that we see in the world. Verse 23 says, the Jews stumble. When the name of the Christ is said, Jews stumble because Christ is an offensive term for the Jews. And the Greek... Everything appears to be foolishness. You know, the word of God, whatever word of God teaches, for the Greeks, it's foolishness. The question is, how come the world, how can we bring the world to Christ? And I believe God is depending on you and me. If we are not available, I don't think God can do something on this earth because God has already given the authority and the control to you and me to go and preach. Because the last commission that Jesus left with us is to go and preach the gospel. Go and preach the gospel. And today I believe you and I are called to preach the gospel to this nation. We see the world in one hand. On the other hand, we see people who are called by God. You know, I, 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 I believe, I strongly believe it is the time for you and me to rejoice. Because we are called by God. How many of you believe that we are called by God? Amen. Let me see your hands this evening. Yes, God has called us. It is time to rejoice. It is time to boast in the name of the Lord. It is time to rejoice in the name of the Lord this evening that God had called us. Verse 18 says, But for those who are saved, the message of the cross is the power of God. Those who are saved, the message of the cross is the power of God. Of God Again, verse 24 says, But to those who are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ the power of God and the wisdom of God. You know, do you really think about it at any, any moment in your life? We are called by our God. And here Paul writes saying that we are called by God, both Jews and Greeks, Christ the power of God and the wisdom of God. You know, you have somebody in your life. You have somebody inside you that is the power of Jesus Christ, the resurrective power of the Lord. 
we hold within us. It is an abiding presence of the Holy Spirit is what we have within us. Jews, they are not called. Christ crucified was a stumbling block for them, offensive for them. What about Greeks? They are not called even. God hanging at the cross. Anyone who hangs at the, hung at the cross is cursed. How could Greeks understand God hanging at the cross? It's foolishness. Mythological. Christ is the power of God and the wisdom of God. Amen. And this evening, I just want to encourage you that we have the power of God. We have the wisdom of God in our lives. Before we close, I just want to share a couple of more thoughts. Let's read from verse, uh, I mean, as we read from, from verse 26 onwards. Scripture says, what kind of people are called? You know, it's very interesting to know this. Scripture says, not many wise, not many mighty, not many noble are called. But God has chosen foolish things of this world. The weak things of this world, the base things of this world. And even it says, and things which are despised and rejected. Today when we see people coming to Christ Jesus, they are rejected by the family. Some of those nations, there we don't have the freedom to serve God. If someone accepts Christ Jesus, he is considered as an outcast. He's not supposed to enter back into his home because Christ Jesus is still an offensive term for people around the globe. But God had chosen those things which are despised and rejected. And scripture says even and things which are not. It's very interesting. Even the presence of the such people are not even recognized. Scripture talks about it. And the things which are not. They don't know about somebody. But today God is using him. Today God is using her in a mighty way. How? How is it possible? Because we have the power of God. We have the wisdom of God in our life. People who are called are such people, those who are called by God. God calls the ordinary and he makes them extraordinary. You know, we may not be wise today. We may not be mighty. We may not be noble. But we have Christ within us, the power of God and the wisdom of God. I know I encourage all of you to walk in that awareness that we have Christ Jesus within us. We have the power of God within us. Even if time comes that you need to lay hands on somebody, just go ahead and pray. We see the deliverance of God right there because you hold the power of God within you. And this evening I'm here to tell you that God has called us. The call to give light. It is a call to give sight. It is a call to bring things into existence even though they don't exist. You know, that's how God calls things. Scripture says God calls things into existence even though they don't exist. He's a mighty God. He's a powerful God. He's a miracle working God. And I believe the nature of his call is to heal the sick. The nature of his call is to raise the dead. You know, when God's call comes in our lives, 
It is time that we need to obey the call of God. God called Abraham and Abraham without knowing where he was going, he just obeyed the call of God. God's call came to Noah and he started building the ark. God's call came to Moses and he obeyed the voice of the Lord and he went and stood before Pharaoh. God's call came, for, came to Elijah. And Elijah was plowing. The moment he received the call, as Elijah put, the, put his mantle over Elijah, scripture says, he destroyed his equipment and he followed Elijah. When God's call comes in our lives, it is time that we obey. When Jesus called Peter and Andrew, scripture says, they just left their profession and they followed Lord Jesus Christ instantly. You know, God is calling you today for something. Not necessarily it should be a full-time ministry. Not necessarily it should be a pastoral ministry or to become an evangelist. Maybe God is calling you to pray for somebody. Maybe God is calling you to go and counsel somebody. Maybe God is calling, to, calling you to stand along with someone who is going through a difficult time in his life or in her life. When Jesus was standing before the tomb of Lazarus, Jesus spoke a word. Lazarus, come forth. Lazarus, come forth. There was nothing for Lazarus to take a decision at that point of time. Just Lazarus got up and watched. You know, that's the kind of expectation that Jesus is having you and, you and me. That when God is asking you to do something, God is expecting you and me to obey the call of God. It is so precious. His call is so precious. The same God also called in Jonah. And ask him to go to Nineveh. But Jonah, scripture says, he went to Tarshish. In fact, scripture says this very clearly. He went away from the presence of the Lord. The moment we disobey, the moment we are not willing to obey the call of God, scripture says we are moving away from the presence of the Holy Spirit. And this evening, God is telling you that never will. He is calling you this evening. That's, that's why Jesus said in Matthew 22, 14, For many are called, but few are chosen. It's the nature of you and me that we neglect the call of God in our lives and this evening God is speaking to you. Maybe God is reminding you over and over again this evening that he wants you. He wants you. He cannot do that something that he's planning to do through you. He cannot do that with somebody else. God wants us. Finally, God, God's call comes with a package. And when you open that package, you see three different things there. Number one, God's call comes with an anointing. God's call comes with an anointing. Think about Elijah. He had an anointing on him to pull fire from heaven. Think about Moses. He had an anointing in him to go and stand before Pharaoh and speak the word. And those words were powerful. Think about Aaron. Scripture says about Aaron in Psalm 133 too, upon his head, the anointing came upon his head and scripture says it, is, it was running down on the bird and it is running down on the edge of his garment. God's call comes with anointing on your life to accomplish what God wants you to accomplish. Think about Jeremiah. He had a mighty anointing in him. When he prays, he cries. When he prays, all that he could do is he could cry for the souls. He could cry for the nations. You know, God's call comes with an anointing. Number two, what you see in that package, God's call comes with the gifts needed to 
establish or to execute the call of God. Romans 11.29 scripture says, For the gifts and the calling of God are irrevocable. The gifts and the calling of God are irrevocable. You know, gifts of God comes along with the calling. If God is asking you to do something, he will also enable you to do that. He will give you the gifts and he will give you the talents and the abilities to do what God wants you to do. They function. You will see when you obey the call of God and when you take a step forward, you will see those gifts operating in you when you are in the right time, in the, in the right place where that is needed. And we see God using us. Number three item, what you find in that package is God's call comes with a purpose. Romans 8.28, Ishkal mentioned that scripture. And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purposes. According to his purpose. When God calls us, there is a purpose. Means there is a task that needs to be accomplished only by you. God's call comes with an anointing. God's call comes with the gifts that you need. And also God's call comes with a purpose. You know, today as you listen to me, you may be worrying. Lord, what exactly you want me to do? I don't have any idea what exactly you want me to do. You may be thinking, Lord, I wasted all those days in my life. What do I do about that, Lord? Jeremiah chapter 29 verse 11 says, He has not done with us yet. Amen? This evening that is the good news to you and me, that he has not done with us yet. Jeremiah 29 11, For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord. Thoughts of peace, not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. And I believe this evening, God is speaking to you. God is showing disobedience to the call of God. God is calling you to come closer to him. God is calling you to serve him. God is calling you to stand in the gap and intercede. God is calling you to share the burden of the ministry. Carry the message of the cross to the world where the cross is not preached yet. For something with a purpose that God is calling each and every one of us. The question is, are we willing to accept the call of God? Are we willing to accept the call of God? Shall we all just stand for a moment? This evening I believe that God has spoken to us. I believe there is a reason for our existence on the face of this earth. I strongly believe there is a reason why we are, you are part of the Cornerstone Fellowship. There is a reason why we are here tonight. I believe there is a reason that God has brought you and me today in his presence. And he needs you. He needs you.
this evening as we stand shall we just make a commitment to God Lord I'm here today knowing that you need me just want every one of you to pray at this moment I believe this moment is so precious hallelujah thank you Lord he deserves all the glory he deserves all the honor glory and the honor Lord we lift our hands in worship as we lift your holy name you deserve the glory and the honor Hallelujah. Lord we lift our hands in worship as we lift your holy name we you are great you do miracles so lifted up shall we just ask him Lord I need that special anointing today oh God that I need to accomplish the call of God in my life hallelujah just go ahead and ask him tonight hallelujah he is right there to touch you and anoint you he is right there to strengthen you this evening no matter where you are you and touch you and strengthen you hallelujah hallelujah thank you Lord 
Thank you, Jesus. Make that commitment to God. Lord, I will do what you want me to do. Most of us here standing here, we know tonight that what God wants us. How I was, in spite of knowing that God wanted me to come out of my profession, but I was not willing to do that. Some of us standing here are not willing to do what God wants us to do. But this evening, Spirit of God has spoken to us. Spirit of God has spoken to us very clearly. Just receive the strength tonight. Just receive the strength as we speak. Hallelujah. Just receive it. Just receive it tonight. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Father, we give you glory this evening, O oh God. Those who made the commitment, just hold on to that. Just hold on to that. God is faithful in his call. He will never let you down. Never let you down. Once you obey and take the step of faith, you will see God blessing you. Not just materially, but spiritually. He will give you greater revelation. Paul, God called Paul and he obeyed the call of God. And then Jesus revealed so much to him. And this evening, the Spirit of God is more than able to do that in your life. All that we need to do is just believe it and receive it tonight. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we worship you. Father, we worship you.